Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. He's not dead. He's not dead. He's not in a tomb somewhere. He's alive and well. He's in the building tonight. Welcome to a church that believes God can do anything at any time. We believe the God of this book is still in this room today. He's, I'm telling you, God can heal you tonight. He can restore your mind tonight. He can do anything tonight because he's God. And God can do what he wants when he wants. How about it? How about God do something tonight? How about God move in a special way in this room tonight? We pray for it. We ask for it tonight, God. Have your way in this room in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Turn to a couple people around you and say, God's going to do something tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Daniel. Daniel chapter 1. I'm not going to preach long tonight. I'm going to give you what the Lord... I feel like the Lord gave me and let you do what you will with it. Daniel chapter 1 and verse 3 and I'll also read 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1 in just a minute. I'll tell you what, I'm going to start in verse 1. third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah. I don't know if that's how you say that or not. I heard a yes. I will take that yes. Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. The Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with part of the vessels of the house of God which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God. And he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. And the king spake unto Ashpenaz. Turn to your neighbor and say Ashpenaz. Just because you haven't said it this week. Ashpenaz. <laughs> Master of his eunuchs. There's, there's always one that's like, you know what? I actually did say Ashpenaz on Tuesday. King spake to Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel. Everybody say certain. Certain of the children of Israel and the king's seed and the princes. Children in whom was no blemish. Well favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning and knowledge and understanding science and such. As had ability in them to stand in the king's palace in whom they might teach the learning. The learning. Everybody say the learning and the tongue, everybody say the tongue, of the Chaldeans, of the Chaldeans. First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1 reads this way. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits 
doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. With a hot iron. I want to pull the portion of that scripture that says, in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits. Seducing spirits. My title tonight is Prisoner in the Palace. But if I had a subtitle, it would be The Seducing Spirit. The Seducing Spirit. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. I feel you in this room, God. So thankful for your presence. So thankful for the body of Christ. I pray, oh God, that you would bring revelation to us, understanding of the times that we are living within. Bring understanding to us, oh God. Let your word come alive in this service tonight. God, and I pray, Lord, that you would do exactly what you want to do in the way you want to do it. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. 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 God bless you. You can be seated. I'm glad to tell you, Wednesday night we had a powerful service, did we not? Stretched out that rope and prayed over it and prayed over people that are coming home and on the way home. And, and this morning, this morning, we had a young man that came to the church, was here several years ago. He came, Brother Luke sat with Brother Luke and Sister Allison, and uh, he and his sister and his girlfriend, they came and, and uh, responded and just, man, he said, and come to find out, he was, he, was a, he was a young man that had been here a few years ago and had just kind of drifted away from the Lord. He said, he said, I don't know what happened this week other than I made a decision to come back home. Don't tell me God doesn't respond to the prayers of his people and the prayers of his church. You just keep praying. God's going to do it for yours just like he did it for him. God's going to do it for the ones you were praying for. I wish somebody would just thank God in advance for the prayers he's already answering, for the prayers that are on the way. Did I pray for him? No, but somebody prayed for him. And if God is responding to their request, God's going to respond to my request. God's going to respond to your request. You just keep praying. God is responding to our prayers. So exciting. In Daniel chapter 1, you find the story of four Hebrew boys. Daniel... Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, better known as Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The story does not start, however, with those four. It starts in the land of Judah in Jerusalem, the kingdom of Judah in the land of Jerusalem, where Jehoiakim, turn to your neighbor and say Jehoiakim, Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, was was, was doing things that were not pleasing to the Lord and God designed that the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, would come and would besiege Judah and take the people that were there and lead them into Babylonian captivity for 70 years. And the story tells us that in the third year of 
Jehoiakim's reign. Nebuchadnezzar came and he besieged the land. He destroyed the land of Judah. He took away the vessels that were meant for the king, uh, that were meant for the temple and the, the instruments of the temple. They took away those vessels and brought them to Babylon. You will find in this story that that Nebuchadnezzar did not stop there. He said, I want you to find me the choicest of young men, of young men. I want these young men, I want them to be, uh, I, I want them to be uh, lineage of the king's seed and princes, children in whom there is no blemish and well-favored. I, I want them to be I want them to be full of wisdom and cunning and knowledge and I want them to understand science and I want you to give me the best of what Judah had to offer and bring them to my palace. Bring them to my palace. Now let me, now let me stop here and say to you, this, I believe, is how the scripture tells us in Timothy 4 and 1 that I read, this, I believe, is the spirit of seduction that 1 Timothy 4 is talking about. He said there will be people that walk away from the faith giving heed to seducing spirit. We, don't, we, we glaze over that a lot because the, next, because the next phrase is doctrines of devils. You know, and we, we see doctrines of devils and it's, ah, doctrines of devils, you know. And so we don't think about maybe the first phrase because of the severity of the second phrase. But he said there will be individuals that give heed to a seducing spirit. And I believe Daniel chapter 1 and 2 are the, is the way that it happens. It's the way that a seducing spirit enters into a child of God and persuades them to be something other than what God called them to be. You, could, could I walk you through this tonight? He, the king Nebuchadnezzar said, I, I, I don't want you to take these prisoners and put them in prison. I, I don't want them in prison. Prisoners go into prison. He's, he said, not these, not, not these, not, not these that are of the king's descendants, not, not these choice young men and young ladies. These will go to my palace. They'll go to my palace, and not only will they go to my palace, they will eat from my table. They'll, they'll eat of the king's meat. He said, and I want them to drink of my wine. He didn't say just any wine. He said, I want them to drink of my wine. You see, because anytime the enemy wants to persuade a child of God or an Israelite, he wants to persuade them away from, 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 the, from the teachings and from the doctrines that, that was established in him in Judah and in the place of God. He, the enemy's not going to take that individual and throw them into a prison. He's going he's to put them in a place that appears well. That, that it, it's a palace. It's, 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 everything's, everything's available. There's no shortage of food there in the palace. There's, there's no shortage of, of drink in the palace. Everything that is desired is available and at your fingertips. It's the finest 
of the finest every single day and every single night. You know the enemy knows how to persuade us. He knows how to coerce us into, into leaning, into leaning his direction. It's not going to be by, by throwing a doctrine of devils right into your face and say, believe this. But it's going to be a sly and it's going to be a cunning fashion in which, in which the enemy works on us. Young people, listen, he'll take you into the courts of the finest of places. He'll feed you the finest of things. He'll, he'll, he'll expose you to the best of the best and, and he'll make available to you all, all that your heart would desire. But don't you ever forget, uh, don't you ever forget that those young men were prisoners. Yes, they were in the palace. Yes, they were in the best of places. Yes, they had the best of food and the best of drink. But don't you ever forget the fact that those young men were prisoners. It seems contradictory to be a prisoner within a palace. It seems odd to me that he would place a prison, but, but I can't think of a better way to persuade a young man or a young lady to believe the way of the Chaldeans or to believe the way uh, of, of the enemy than to feed him the best of the best and make available the greatest to them. The enemy knows how to persuade us. Listen to me, young people. You may have been born here, but this is not your home address. You, every person under the sound of my voice was born away from home. You were born away from home. You were not born at home. Zanesville is not your home. Zanesville is not my home. Ohio is not the place where you, where, where you are from. Listen, your address may be in Zanesville or somewhere surrounding, but you are not of this place. You are not of this kingdom. You are of another kingdom. You are of another location. Don't get it twisted. You are not home yet. That old song says, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasure is laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me to heaven's golden shore and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. God forbid that we feel at home in a place that we were never called to feel at home. You may have the best available to you. You may be abundantly blessed with the best of the best and I rejoice with you in that. But don't you ever forget Daniel. Don't you ever forget Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. You are here not to be changed by here. You are not here to be changed by Babylon. You are here to change Babylon. You're here to you're here to stand when everybody else bows. You're, you're here to interpret the dream. 
that nobody else can. I'm getting ahead of myself, but you better hear me tonight. You cannot, you cannot allow a seducing spirit to cause you to believe that this is my home. This is where I'm from. This is what, it's popular to believe this way. And no, 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 no. Your teeth, you may be being taught, amen, things of this world. You may be being taught science and other education, but don't you ever forget that there was one man that created the heavens and the earth. God created the heavens and the earth. You may be being taught, amen, by the people of this world, but don't you ever forget, long before you got in that classroom, there was a mom and there was a dad praying over you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all with all that soul, with all that mind, with all that strength. Don't bow, don't bow, don't serve another God. Don't steal, don't commit adultery. Don't, don't, don't do the things of this world. You're not of this world. You're not of this world. Can I tell somebody in this room uh, that we are living in the last of the last days? We, listen to me, we are living in the last of the last days. The bear from the north is starting to move, starting to flex, starting to show, starting to position itself to fulfill the prophecies of Revelation 8 and Revelation 9. It would have been very difficult to see a hundred years ago how a third of the population could be wiped out in one moment. It would have been difficult to see in uh, uh, Revelation 9 and understand uh, how a third of the water source could be knocked out. It would be difficult to be able to see that maybe a hundred years ago. But now that we have the weapons that we have and who knows the kinds of how many nuclear weapons Russia has, you listen to me, we are as close as we have ever been to the coming of the Lord. Everything is lining up. Everything is coming into, into fulfillment. God is getting ready to come back for a people that have made themselves ready. God is coming back for a people that have not been changed by this world, but that are changing the world that they are living in. You have the power to change the world that is around you. You have enough inside of you. You have enough God with you to change the world that is around you. Daniel and the three boys, be seated. They were chosen to be in the king's palace. Not for a week, not for a weekend, not... For a few months, but for three years, they were to be educated in the king's palace of the language of the Chaldeans and the learning of the Chaldeans. They were to be educated. They were to be indoctrinated. And over a period of three years, 
Repetition of, of language. Repetition of the learning of the Chaldeans. Repetition. The goal was at the end of the three years that they would stand before King Nebuchadnezzar and present themselves ready to serve as a leader within the community, as a leader within some place of the kingdom where a former Israelite could now stand with a Babylonian and say, he is our king. Nebuchadnezzar is our king. Nebuchadnezzar is the way. Nebuchadnezzar, he, he was training them to believe the way he believed, to speak the way he spoke, to learn the way that he thought. He was training them for three years. He was training them. But you hear me on this Sunday night. You may, you may sit in the courts of Nebuchadnezzar. You may hear the language of the Chaldeans. You may hear the learning of the Chaldeans. But don't forget, you are not of the Chaldeans. You are not of this world. You are not of this world. I promise you there's coming a day when Nebuchadnezzar will build a statue and say everybody that doesn't bow will die. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I can't remember their original names, so I'm just going to go with those. Daniel and those boys, they, they, they knew what was available to them. They knew the meat and the drink that was available to them. The best of the best was available to them. But Daniel purposed in his heart not to just drink and what everybody else was drinking and not to drink the Kool-Aid, Pastor Nehemiah. Not to drink what everybody else was drinking and not to eat what everybody else was eating. Daniel purposed within his heart to do what God had called him to do. And Daniel rejected the king's meat. He rejected what the king had to offer. And he said, if you will allow me to reject the king's meat, if you will allow me to eat just just the, the, the vegetables and the, and, and the things of the land. He said, if you will allow me to do this for 10 days, our countenance, me and, and these boys, if you will allow us to do this for 10 days, our countenance, we will be stronger, we will be more upright, we will be, we'll be better than those that are eating of the king's meat. And after 10 days, those boys that had fasted from the king's meat and had rejected what the world had to offer, after 10 days, they were stronger, they were brighter, they had more stamina. They, they looked noticeably different after 10 days. And young people, listen to me. When you take a stand and you reject the things of this world and you say, I'm going to do it the way God wants me to do it, when you reject the world and accept God's plan for your life, there is going to be a difference that comes on you. There is something. You might as well get comfortable with it. I can't, I can't talk you out of it. I can't, I can't make it any different than it was for me. You are different because you're supposed to be different. You are different because you were never called to be the same just as every other child in. You are different and you will always be different. You better be okay with it because one day they're going to look to you for the answer. Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego rejected the king's meat. Daniel did not allow the seduction of the Chaldeans to, to come upon him and his, the three boys. You can't, we can't be seduced by the things of this world. 
We can't be seduced. I'm going to tell you right now, the greatest seducer of our day is this thing right here. Greatest seducer of our day is the things that we allow through that thing right there. I don't have a TV. That's no problem. You don't need a TV anymore. Maybe in 1980 you needed a TV. You don't need a TV anymore. Everything you need is here. If you, oh, help me. If you hand one of the, I'm, I'm not thinking of anybody. Don't misinterpret what I'm saying. If you hand one of these to your son or your daughter with no training, with no accountability, with nothing, with no expectation, only, with only the thought of, well, he's strong enough. Well, that's, that's, that's them, but this is mine, and, and, and I've taught them. And I've, If you hand them one of these without any accountability, you've handed them a loaded gun without them knowing what it is. It's just true. Well, it's just, it's just a few pictures here and there. It's just, it's just a social media account. It's just, it's, it's just Facebook. It's just Instagram. Listen to me. There are there is darkness around every corner. If you if you could just, I'm not asking you. I'm not asking you to make you or your kids these uh, nuns or people that don't that can't ever learn to live with the things of this world. But at some point, you've got to make you've got to make yourself and your kids accountable to this thing to teach them to train them to make them help them learn how to use it. You can't you can't hand them a loaded gun without some training and you ought not to hand them one of these without some training. So I don't want I don't want I don't want just anything. I don't want just anything in front of my boy. I don't want just anything in front of my boy's eyes. I don't want them to be indoctrinated by the Chaldeans. I don't want them to see to see other gods. I don't want them. I don't want them to. Uh, I've, I've been ridiculed before of talking about Moana and other things. I stand by everything that I've said. The Bible says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Well, it's, it's just a made-up God. Here's, here's a direct message from, from uh, somebody in Nicaragua. I don't know, from some, you know, somebody not here. Well, it's just, just exposing them to the culture. It's just exposing them to the, just exposing them to the culture of, of the way different people worship and the way different people live. It's, just, it's not bad, it's just exposing. It's a fake God. So was the God that they built with gold and, and with the earrings. and They built him and they formed him into a calf and said, this is the God that brought you. You know what? That was a made-up God. It was make-believe. That God didn't do anything. It was just an image. It was there. It was just an image that was built, that was made. Oh, it's just make-believe. And let's, let's, let's entertain it. Let's look at it. Let's, let's, let's bow down before it. Listen to me. I know it's just a cartoon. I know it's just a, but is it possible that it is, a, that it is another man-made, made-up God? Is it? 
I, I might as well preach through it. I'm here right now. Is it possible that it's another man-made, made-up God? Why, why do we preach against things like this? Not so we can just live like hermits all day, but so we can reject what the kings of this world are offering to our babies. As for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. I don't want no Chaldean God preaching to my babies. I don't want no Chaldean God teaching my kids how to sing, teaching my kids how to, how to, how to find their voice. I don't want a Chaldean teaching my babies how to express themselves. I want them to be in front of a Sunday school teacher that's heard from the Lord. I want them to be in front of a worship leader that's been in the presence of God. I want my kids in the house of the Lord can't be affected. You can't be affected by the palace because you were called to affect the palace because, because before too long, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. He said, bring me every magician. Bring me every soothsayer of the land. Bring me every individual that, that calls themselves that calls themselves a magician or a soothsayer. He said, I dreamed a dream and I want you to tell me what the dream is and I I want you to tell me the interpretation of that dream. And when they got before the king, they said, oh king, there's no way that we could tell you what your dream was. How in the world could we tell you the interpretation of a dream that we have never heard? We can't tell you the interpretation. Nobody in this world can tell you what you dreamed, oh king. But if you would tell us, we would know and we would be able to interpret your dream. And the king became wroth. He became angry and he destroyed every magician. He destroyed every soothsayer of the land that called themselves able to hear and able to interpret dreams and visions. He killed all of them. But Daniel, when he heard of the king's decree and the, and the king's messenger came to kill him and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, Daniel said, give me, give me a moment, give me, I ask you for, for, for just give me time, give me, I don't know how long the time was, but Daniel said, give me time. Daniel went back to the house with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and explained the situation and said, man, we've got to pray. We've got to get a hold of God. The king wants to know what he dreamed and the interpretation of the dream. Those boys that had not rejected their God, that had rejected the things of this world, got to praying. They got to praying and getting a hold of God. And all of a sudden, the king's dream was revealed to Daniel. The king's dream and the interpretation of the dream was revealed to Daniel. Daniel stands before the king. He said, the God the God of all gods, the only God, the God that I serve. It is not, it's not me who's given the interpretation of the dream, but the God, 
that I serve has given you the interpretation of the dream this day. And Daniel goes down the list and interprets the dream that Nebuchadnezzar dreamed. I saw a great figure and the figure had gold here and it went down the figure and he said, I saw a stone that was that was not hewn, that was not hewn by man's hands, but it was it was a stone that came out of the rock that rolled down and destroyed the image. And Daniel said, there is coming kingdoms that will come after this kingdom. There will be kingdoms following this kingdom that will rule the land. But those kingdoms will all be destroyed by a rock that is not hewn by man, but that is hewn from the stone, that is hewn from the foundation of the world. There's a rock coming that's going to destroy every kingdom of this world and that and that and that rock was Christ and that rock was Jesus amen who was slain from the oh he is that rock he is that rock Daniel interprets the dream and Nebuchadnezzar bows down before him knowing that the interpretation was right. And you'll find that Daniel, that Daniel was elevated above, above all of the province of Babylon all because he didn't go the direction of where everybody else was going. He rejected what the king offered and said, I'm going to serve the Lord. In these last days, ladies and gentlemen, we cannot allow ourselves to be seduced by ideologies, by doctrines, by things of this world. If we have ever needed to hold fast to the doctrine of this word, we need to hold fast to it now. Listen to me, you can, you can say what you want, but you're looking at a young man that believes everything that the former generation has preached. I believe in holiness. I believe not just in, in word. I believe in holiness in my home. I believe in holiness on my family. I believe holiness. Without it, no man shall see the Lord. I believe in the Holy Ghost. I believe in water baptism. I believe in repentance. I believe that the there's only one God. I believe in being separated from the world and separated unto God because I want to be right. I don't want to be popular. I want to be right. I don't want to be accepted by this world. I want to be accepted by a holy God. Stand with me all over the room. I don't want to be accepted by this world. I want to be accepted by God. We are living too close to the last days to be persuaded to believe a lie, to believe, to see how close we can get to the edge without falling over the edge. I've just, I've just, I've just not been raised that way. I've just... It's not been my experience. It's not been, it may be the experience that you've had with church so far, but it's never been my experience. It's, 
I've had moments of weakness in my teenage years and in my life even, but my experience has never been just to see how close I can get to the world and still live for God. My experience has always been, let me see how close I can get to God. Let me see, let me see what else he can, he can speak to me. Let me see what else, what other dream he can give to me. Let me see what else he can put in my path. Let me see what, who else he's calling me to reach. Who else he's calling me to love. Who else he's calling me to talk to. I've never been one just to try to stand on the edge and get by, but I hear a call from God on this Sunday night to somebody that maybe has been persuaded or has begun being seduced by the things of this world. You've got to come out from among them. You've got to come out from among them and be separate. You've got to come out. There's no blurred lines here. There's no gray areas here. You're either hot or you're cold. The Lord is coming quickly and he's coming for a bride that has made themselves ready. You've got to be ready. Your family's got to be ready. You've got to be right with God. I want you to lift your hands right now and call on the Lord. We've not been called to be influenced by the world. We've been called to influence the world. And everybody else is bowing, young men. Everybody else is bowing, young ladies. There's got to be a group of us that say, I'm going to remain standing. I may burn. I may, God may not deliver me out of this fire. If he doesn't, I'll still serve him. If he doesn't, I'll still stand for him. If he doesn't, I'll still live for him. There's got to be something in us that says I'm going to live the way God has called me to live. Because one day, one day, you're going to stand in the midst of fire. And when the world thought it was over, when the world thought your life was done, all of a sudden the Lord steps in and the king says, I thought I threw three men in that fire. Lo, I see four. I see another man in the fire that has made its way to individuals that have committed to remain standing to a God who is faithful and just to remain faithful to the God of all of heaven and earth. Esther! 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 You were called to the kingdom for such a time as this not just to be a queen. I know the position is amazing. I know the position is is revered. I know that many ladies wanted to be where you are, but Esther, you were never called to be a queen queen just to wear a royal robe and wear the best garb that the world had to offer. Esther, you were meant to be a queen so that you could walk into where the king was and deliver the people, your people that were in torment. Esther, Esther, oh Esther, oh Esther, 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 don't be persuaded by the kingdom. Because you're called to persuade the kingdom yourself. God's got a plan for you, Esther, in the kingdom. God's got a plan for you in the kingdom. He's got a plan for you. Don't, don't crumble under the pressure. I know they mock you. I know they say things at you that aren't, that aren't nice, that are mean. But you listen to me. It, it Let it draw you to a place of prayer. Let it draw you to a relationship with a God that loves you and died for you and gave everything for you. Let it bring you to a place with God. Esther, Esther, 
Esther, I know they're gonna get ready to hang your people, but will you will you speak up? Will you speak up? You're in the palace, but but unless you do what God has called you to do, you're just another person in that palace. You're just another prisoner in that palace that can't even step foot in the king's area. You'll be killed. You'll be slain. You're just a prisoner there, Esther. Will you do what I've called you to do in the palace? Joseph? 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 I know life hasn't treated you right. Joseph? (laughs) He's had a dream. They bow down before you in the sun and the moon. Now before you, Joseph, I know life has not went the way you thought it would go, but here you are standing before the king. Here you are standing before the king of the known world, Joseph. What will you do, Joseph? Will you speak the word of the Lord or will you speak just to please the king, Joseph? Joseph, God has put something within you, Joseph. Joseph, God. Joseph, Joseph, Esther, Daniel, Abednego, Shadrach, Meshach, will you stand? Will you stand? Will you do what God has called you to do? Don't be, don't let your heart wax cold. Don't let your faith fail. Man of God, lady of God, don't, don't let your faith fail. The Lord is soon coming for a people who has made themselves ready. He is soon coming for a bride. He is soon coming for a bride that isn't asleep, that isn't asleep at nighttime, but is watching and is looking for the parting in that sky that made themselves ready. Oh, Jesus. I'm standing in the midst of a people tonight that will not be affected by culture, but that will change the culture around them. I'm standing in front of modern day Daniels, in front of modern day Josephs, in front of modern day Esthers, that when everybody else is bowing and when everybody else is running and doesn't have the answer, I'm standing in front of a people that says, I know the way. I know the way out. I know what you got to do to be saved. I know what's got to happen from here. I'm standing in front of a group of people tonight that will not allow the world to seduce them, to change their beliefs to change what God has put in them. I'm standing in front of a group of people tonight that have made a covenant or a commitment with God that says I'm going to live for you for all of my days from now until you come I'm, I'm going to live for you I wish somebody would flood this altar right now and make a declaration that I'm going to stand I'm going to remain standing this world is not my home I've been called to change this world not be changed by this world.
Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.